Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. Sure, the temptation will be high. Um, just like, I mean, I think the temptation to get players back on campus right away was high. And uh, so, you know, I, I think it just all comes down to your priorities, you know, and, and what you believe is best. Sadly, in our college game, voluntary has always been a very loose term, and it's come down. I mean, the reality of the matter is there's different institutions and there's different conferences that, you know, allow you to do a different amount or some just look the other way. That's Oklahoma football coach Lincoln Riley. Voluntary has always been a very loose term. I think we've known that for a long time. I don't think we hear college football coaches say it very often, PK. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what he thinks if nobody on his team and nobody in his program ever showed up for anything that was voluntary. Truth is, competition drives it and people are going to show up because they're going to be worried that the other linebacker or the other offensive lineman or whoever they're competing with for playing time isn't. Or it's just their habit because that's how they got their job. And even if they're not going to lose it because they're the star player, they don't give those habits up. He, he probably won't have that happen. There's a reason why I'm in the studio two hours before you every morning. There it is right there. <laughs> In an unprecedented move, the NCAA has restored the eligibility of Arizona State punter Michael Turk, who declared for the 2020 NFL Draft, hired an agent, participated in the NFL Combine before going undrafted and unsigned in free agency. Turk had requested assistance from ASU to draft an appeal to have his eligibility restored, citing the impact of the pandemic on his ability to showcase his talent scouts. It's unknown if other college players have fired similar appeals, but P.K., he did not receive money from his agent, according to ASU. We have been waiting for this rule to be changed. Here's the first exception. Do the floodgates open now and change follows. Well, this is like the force majeure rule. You know, I had an attorney just uh, email me uh, yesterday, you know, let no good crisis go to waste. And he, he took advantage of a situation. Good for him. I don't know that they can use that across the board going forward. Now, this year they should be able to. But going forward, next year, year after, so forth and so on on that stuff, I think they should. I was really interested to see this, how this played out. I would like to know exactly what they were thinking. It's very interesting. You know, he was the punter, and he gave up two years of eligibility. And if you recall, he was the guy doing all those bench presses on 225 for a punter at the time of the combine. It was making big news. It was funny because as a punter, and you're not supposed to do all that stuff, right? So you got that going forward. But... I believe that they should do this all the time. You know, have have parameters. Yes, have the parameters set. And if you adhere to the parameters and don't get drafted, don't get signed, and even really, if you want to come back, you should be able to come back. You know, they've eased it. Used to be you had to not have an agent, what have you, and then they eased off, they backed off of that. And the world didn't end when that happened, right? So in this situation, I don't think the world's going to end either. And he's, he's just a punter. I don't want to downplay a punter, but I also don't want to act like he's the star quarterback either. So I thought it was fascinating to see, and it shocked me. I, was, I did not see that coming. 
good for him. And I would like to see good for them going forward. In other sports, the rules are different. It just doesn't seem impossible for them to change the rules. This seems pretty simple. Don't take money from an agent. And if you don't get drafted and you don't want to go as a free agent in a camp, which I would think most wouldn't because your odds aren't great at that point, uh, then come back. And yes, coaches will have to figure out how to juggle scholarships, but I bet the coaches already have a pretty good idea who's going to get drafted and who isn't. You know, they talk to NFL people, too. They assess talent, too. So, yes, it's a little bit of a curveball with the scholarship situation, but I don't think it's a big one. No. Uh, players come and go all the time. I mean, and now with these grad transfer things, you got guys leaving that you didn't anticipate, and they leave late, they leave early. I would think that you don't have to declare either. You just are. Right. And exactly. you're you're eligible to be drafted, and if they want to draft you, fine. Why should you have to declare something? If somebody wants to draft you, somebody wants to offer you a job, DJ, they can. Right. And it's up to you to decide whether you want it or not. But for whatever reason, and right now we have the people who hate the NCAA saying, this is why the NCAA is just so archaic, you know, this Old rule left around. Is that the way they talk? Yes, exactly. Okay. By law. By law. You have to speak like that when you talk about the archaic NCAA. You can't use this voice. You got to use this one. All right. Uh, Other Pac-12 news. A couple other notes. Oregon State tight end Rocco Carley was dismissed from the team after an audio recording surfaced in which he used racist language. Head coach Jonathan Smith made the announcement last night. Carley acknowledged making the video three years ago when he was in high school. He issued an apology on Twitter late last night. So he's out. See what was the racist language? Do you have any idea? I do not. I don't know. Uh, also, uh, let's just put it this way: it was not good. Okay. What was it? What I would hear in a rap song? In a sense, yes. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. If that, that's what we're talking about or rapping about, I guess. Also, uh, they're just verbal commitments, and they can change. But PK, have you noticed uh, USC's got a couple of top fifty yeah. quarterbacks? And I I just wonder the other 11 teams in the Pac-12, not to mention the Mountain West and wherever else in the country, because they don't always stay inside the league, clearly. Uh, We just saw a USC quarterback transfer to Boise State, and we saw another former USC quarterback transfer to Georgia. But this just sets up for transfer all over it, because who's the top 50 recruit who's going to want to stay if they aren't identified as the big dog? I mean, you're going to want to be the guy. So... Set yourself up for uh, way, uh, other coaches who've recruited both these guys have to be thinking, i got to stay in touch with these guys in case one of them flips before they sign or inevitably when one of them transfers. Well, it doesn't even have to be that, whether you recruited them or not. You Then you continue to be available because I don't know that Boise State recruited Jack Sears mm-hmm. three, four years ago. Uh, yeah, good for SC. You get as much talent as you want and then it plays out. And then, yeah, we already know one of these guys is going to leave. That's a given. I mean, that, that's just the way it is in this position. So, yeah, we understand that. And you're going to – there's a good chance you're going to end up with a quarterback uh, leaving or you're going to end up playing a quarterback that two years prior, you had no idea that that would be the case. I mean, very rarely do you come in, in the case of Tyler Huntley, and he starts three years uh, or maybe even four years. That's – unusual now and if you have one of those guys good on you but you've got to be fluid in the quarterback situation at all times just look at the u of u 
We've yeah. seen that, man. But it'd be interesting to see what happens with BYU because they've got three guys who prove they could play uh, with one degree or another. And are all three going to stay? Well, you'd have to think there's just no way all three are going to stay. Here's things that never used to happen. The Utes are going from a three-year starter at quarterback to somebody else's three-year starter at quarterback, potentially, depending on who they give the job to, obviously. But Yeah, and it could be, and he's a one-year starter for them right? after having started three years some other place. That, that's, that is today's world, and you have to be ready to adapt. And I think everybody is. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better and that we are all part of the solution. That was Drew Brees. That created quite a backlash, and Drew Brees has issued an apology on social media this morning that reads in part, I'd like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, and anyone that I hurt with my comments yesterday. And speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. I'm sick about the way my comments were perceived yesterday, but I take full responsibility and accountability. I recognize I should do less talking and more listening. Uh, he goes on and asks uh, for, says he's very sorry and asks for your forgiveness. Uh, PK, the the backlash to this was uh, pretty complete, pretty full, pretty loud. Oh, well, what did you think of his comments? I, I couldn't believe he was relitigating something from four years ago. You know, the idea of those protests was to draw our attention to an issue, and that has long since been surpassed by the video out of Minnesota that has drawn everybody's attention to the issue. So I, I don't even know why that's the topic right now. That is such old news, and I'm surprised that... He didn't think before he said it that that would offend a bunch of his teammates and a bunch of the guys he competes against around the NFL. I I was really surprised when I saw that. Maybe I shouldn't have been. Maybe that's me being naive, but that surprised me. Well, as I read his apology this morning, he was saying that he was sorry for how his comments were perceived. Yep. Was he sorry for saying them, or was he sorry for how they were perceived? Well, he said perceived, so I'm... I'm taking it Let's at go with his perceived. Word. Yeah. Yeah, because that's an interesting word there. Now, later, on, you... later on, he did say, um, uh, when the black community is talking about their pain, we all need to listen. For that, I am very sorry, and I ask your forgiveness. Um, so. Could he say what he said, but yet still listen to people and whatever their pain may be, in this case, the, the, as you say, the black community? Can, what I'm trying to get at, can what he said stand alone and then also over here what he said that I need to listen to them and try to understand them can those two be compatible maybe they can't because it's a deep subject and I certainly don't have any answers I'm not pretending that I uh, have answers that can solve this issue by any stretch I'm just trying to understand I, I think no. Versus the I, other. I mean, I think if you keep talking about it, maybe you can try and talk yourself into it. But I, I just think the answer is no. Because when he's talking and he says, you know, standing for the flag, you know, it shows unity. I think the response is, well, there isn't unity. Some of us are getting routinely mistreated by the police and some of you are not. We're not we're not starting in a place of unity. So we can't achieve unity by standing for the flag. 
Now, everybody's going to take that a different way. But I think that's right. how a lot of his teammates are going to take it. And like, Drew, we're not starting from a place of unity. You know, did you see what happened in Minnesota? That's not going to happen to you. But it might happen to me. Or it might happen to someone I'm related to. Or it might happen to one of my friends. You know, in the case of Steven Jackson, literally a pro athlete. And that's a longtime friend of his. So, I think because we're not starting in a place of unity, I mean, maybe I kind of get where you're going at. But I just, I just don't think that's a message that can be said or heard right now. Right now, we need to make sure that nobody has happened to them what just happened in Minnesota, and that four cops can't do that. Well, good luck with that. I know. Uh, You know, (laughs) see, it just feels like this is what I say about the conversations move so far forward. You know, four years ago, you're trying to draw attention to it. And Yaka and I were talking yesterday. You know how I am in the break. This will surprise you not at all, PK. But I was, you know, you hear the the expression, well, 99% of the cops are good. It's a few bad apples. Okay, I don't even know. I'm so uninformed in this. I don't even know how many law enforcement officers there are in the country. So I Google it, and there's different numbers, and maybe it's part-time and full-time, and I didn't do that deep a dive into it. It's a commercial break. But let's say ballpark 700,000. And I could be off by, you know, another place I saw 900,000, another place I saw 650. But let's say 700,000. If 1% of cops are bad, and I have no idea. That's just a cliche that gets thrown out there. I have no idea if it's a tenth of a percent or 10% or 1%, but whatever. Let's just take 1%. That means there's 7,000 people running around with a badge and a gun and bad intentions. Clearly, that's a problem. And clearly, that needs to be fixed. And that needs to be the discussion, not what happened on an NFL sideline four years ago. That was the part that surprised me. All right, uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson spoke out about the uh, Black Lives Movement in a Zoom conference call with reporters. He said, uh, when you think about the idea of black lives matter, they do matter. The reality is that me as a black person, people are getting murdered on the street. People are getting shot down and the understanding that it's not like that for every other race. It's like that in particular for the black community. Uh, Being black in America is a real thing. It's a real thing in the sense of the history and the pain, even in my own family, personally. Russell Wilson said he had great, great grandparents who were slaves. And so when that's the discussion and that's what other NFL players are talking about, I think that's why Drew Brees got the backlash he got. It seems like they're not talking about the same thing. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. PK, this has been leaked so often, so thoroughly, so precisely, the drip drip of a couple of drops of information daily. I don't know what surprises we can get at 1030 this morning. Maybe we'll get one. The NBA's Board of Governors is expected to approve a league proposal on a 22-team format to restart the season in Orlando, Florida. Conference call at 10.30. Formal vote on the proposal is expected to be taken. It's expected to pass. I mean, we've heard July 31 for a start date, August 12 for an end date. 22 teams. We even know which 22. 13 from the West, 9 from the East. We know they're supposed to play eight games, the next eight on their schedule for the teams that are still active. If it's one of the eight teams that isn't going to be active, you just skip on to the next team. Is there anything that can surprise you, possibly exactly what the playoff format will look like? But other than that? Oh, I think there's a million things that can surprise me. It's a question of will they surprise me? So probably not. It seems like this is what they're going to go do. And, and you know, what... Nothing. I don't think it's going to surprise me uh, because there's they they could do some outrageous stuff, but I don't think they're going to. That would be a surprise. You know, there's some more uh, 
information that's going to come out. When did the training camp start? And, you know, what are they going to be allowed to do in the training camp? So those types of things, they're available to be told. Uh, and I suppose that, that all those details would be out there uh, later on this afternoon. And, and then they'll be able to have it go. And, and away we go. And we'll see what happens there. Well, teams are expected to start training at team sites in July. We're sitting here on June 4th. Advanced to full training camps in Orlando later that month. So we'll get this all laid out later today. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has rejected the players' offer for a 114-game regular season with no additional salary cuts, and they've told the union it did not plan to make a counter-proposal. So, we're into take-it-or-leave-it mode here. Brinksmanship, negotiating tactic, or no baseball. I don't know. Yeah. Players feel like they already took the 50% cut in March, and now the owners want another one, and the players think they should have figured that out before they negotiated the deal in March. So, we'll wait to see if it's brinkmanship or if somebody moves or somebody eventually makes a counterproposal. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, the Joe Ingles Show. Joe's going to be with us a little earlier today. He's often an 845, 9 o'clock kind of guy. But Joe's going to join us at 810 this morning. So Joe Ingles less than an hour away. Craig Bolderjack's here at 9 o'clock. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.